Hello everybody and welcome back to Community FC. I know it's been a little while, uh, we've taken a couple of weeks off for summer, life gets busy and everything like that, but we are back for some summer content. Not quite ready for the roundup review yet, season three is coming as soon as the new season kicks off. We are all very excited, it is only mere days away at this point. Um, so before we get into the episode of what we're going to talk about today, let me introduce my constant co-host as always, Rich. How you doing mate? Very well, thanks Aidan. Thanks for having me back for uh, another exciting year in the community fc absolutely we have got so much content coming for you hopefully you can see that we've uh, changed the setup a little bit some more swanky graphics uh we have got a new uh, kind of social strategy we've got tiktok going all sorts of stuff i'm sure we'll talk about that at another point but let us crack on with the show so um today's going to be kind of a transfer review uh, i guess we're going to call it um obviously transfer window is absolutely still open um we just thought we'd get our thoughts in um as we are basically nearly a week out from the season just a bit over so let's kick things off. Um, so by all means, Rich, you start with the first team, Arsenal. Well, I think Arsenal have done a madness so far, to be honest. They've made some real big moves uh, in, in the transfer window. Um, the two biggest for me, I think, are Gabriel Jesus and uh, uh, Alexander Sinchenko. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, they those two alone could do a, an awful lot for um, for Arsenal, as well as they obviously brought in Fabio Vieira as well from uh from porto so i think they've made some real progress in there the only big sort of out they've had is lacazette yeah um as well so i think this could be a really exciting season they they had a a bit of a wobble at the start of last season um but they kind of pulled it together towards the end there and they've got an exciting team and i think these these few additions could see them do really well this year yeah i'm uh Arsenal are, I would already say, and probably ahead of our session next week, it's probably a bit of a spoiler alert. I think Arsenal are the dark horse this season because they're such an unknown factor. I like last year where Arsenal fans, you know that it's not me ribbing you, this is just what it, you were terrible, right? You were absolutely awful. You know, people were talking about Arteta, the first manager to be sacked, you were talking about relegation. Turned it round, Arteta's way seemed to happen. The Hale end boys really coming through, that academy looking great and, and kicking on. However, this is going to be a very subjective episode because we're going to be talking about pre-season results and all that kind of stuff as well. But so far, it's it's looking good. It's looking very good. And I'm very interested to see how it all works and how they all fit in. And I guess um, to pick on one of the players to start off with, obviously Zinchenko's uh, an interesting one. He's not going to be playing as as I'm aware at left back. He's going to be looking to push on more to the left, uh, left mid, left wing area, which is what he's said he wants to do. Obviously, they're not going to um, uproot Kieran Tierney out of his left back position, although it does give him nice cover there. So it's a, it's a smart signing in that sense as well. Um, and I think Zinchenko would do great with some more minutes under his belt. Um, but I think it's all about Gabriel Jesus, isn't it? Like we've seen him as a number nine before, maybe sometimes not to the effect that some people thought he might, you know, produce in terms of goals. Um, but last uh, last year on the wing, he looked really good um, and looked quite prolific in front of goal. And then obviously pre-season, he has been very prolific in front of goal for Arsenal. He scored like in 40, 39 seconds, 40 seconds on his uh, debut. I know there doesn't mean anything in pre-season, but since then he's also continued to score. But I'm, I'm really interested on the shape of Arsenal this year, how they're going to try and shoehorn certain players into certain positions because I think they're slightly overfilled. I can't see them playing Saka, Martinelli, Smith, Rowe, um, Odegaard, Zinchenko all at the same time. So they're going to have to be a bit clever how they how they sort it out. Um, but yeah, as you said, very interesting. Um, Lacazette, I do think will be a miss in some sense, but I think Gabriel Jesus is obviously going to fill that mantle quite nicely. Uh, the only thing they've really got to worry about is um, his injury record is not fantastic. So if he goes down, then... They have some options, but not not anything prolific, uh, I would say. And they'll see one today that we will talk about another team, but another outgoing say. I think it's confirmed that um, Leno has gone to Fulham, but that's not really anything that's going to affect them. It was just one to get off their books and didn't really work out from the Prem the first time. So I'm not really so, sure. That's wages. That's wages that they need to get rid of, I think. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's pretty much it for Arsenal. If you've got anything else to add? No, pretty much it. I think they've had a, they've had a really good uh, window so far. Yeah, yeah, sort of what I said. Very interested to see what what they look like going into the season. Um, cool. So the next on the list uh, we will go is to Aston Villa. Um, so I'll kick off on this one, I guess. Um, so Villa is an, an interesting one. Obviously, last year, as you know yourself has talked about a lot of times, their fans saying that they're going to be getting a European spot, and that's what they're aiming for. Um, 
obviously not this year uh but could it be for the new season? I don't know. Uh, but with the signings they brought in, I would say probably not when you're looking at teams around them that has al- have also strengthened. Like, obviously, the uh, loan to buy, so they've got Coutinho now fully. So that's obviously a good thing for him. I do think he'll... He, I know he's purple patchy and he really is a form player, but I think, again, he'll pick it up when he's got a preseason and fully been under his belt for, for Villa for a year. Uh, they bought Diego Carlos from Sevilla for 26 mil. That's a big signing for them, a big money move. Um, and then actually one that I think is probably, the, in my opinion, the best signing they've done. I know continuous last year, so I don't really count it as the, the full-on one of those he would be. But I think um, Kamara was from Marseille from a free is really, really good signing. Lots of teams, even United, were linked with him. Really solid. Um, and I think he will do a job but is it going to be enough I'm not sure yeah and the other thing I would say as well is um, I worry about Coutinho Um, is he going to have that you know I've just I've now got my full contract I'm not going to worry that much he is that guy he is that guy Um, and that's my only concern about Coutinho really I think you know we could either get the Coutinho of old where he's unplayable or we could get the Coutinho who just isn't there yeah. Um, and that's that's my concern about that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you other points as well. Kamara is a fantastic bit of business mm-hmm. on a free. Um, and Diego Carlos will be good, but I don't. I just don't think it's enough to propel them into that. It's going to be a very, very challenging European spots this season. Absolutely. Um, and everyone around Villa has ha- are putting serious cash in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, do, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. But it's not the end of the window yet. No, and, and, and that's what we should caveat for every team we're talking about. Some people, uh, including my team, when we got onto it, there could be a lot more stuff done and changes before that, that window's up. So it'd be interesting to go on. And outgoings, um, not really anything crazy. I think Matty, uh, Matt Target will be missed uh, a little bit, but obviously I think he was a bit surplus to requirements in that sense from Gerard. So it was just kind of a, a move on uh, situation. Do you want to move on to the next team? So next team we've got is Bournemouth. Uh, obviously uh, newly promoted so far two signings both on a free mm-hmm. um, Ryan Fredrickson uh, from West Ham and Joe Rothwell from Blackburn um, they need to make some more movement yeah because I, I don't think that's enough for them to stay up no I think I think they do and I, but I also think which we're going to absolutely get onto because I know we're both chomping at the bit to talk about it because we bring it up every year for newly promoted teams is they can't overdo it either uh, we'll save that for a minute but I think two on a three not great you need to be I think if you're coming to the Prem and you're getting that Prem money you need a statement signing in some position that you're lacking um, and then some some other people to bolster up the squad. I don't think you should overhaul it and I think you should be sticking with the core spine that got you there. There's a reason you got promoted from, in my opinion, the hardest league in the world to get promoted from championship. So, uh, you know, that has to be said. Um, and outgoings, I think it's just a load of freeze like lots of the teams um, just getting rid of transfer co- uh, like contracts. Um Cool, so we'll move on to, to Brentford again. Another one I personally don't have a huge amount to talk about them. I know that they've brought in um, Aaron Hickey from Bologna, who is, was like 18, I think, yeah, 18? Yeah, 18. Uh, 18 mil, so, you know, absolutely not a small chunk of change um, for for a team. Uh, they brought in quite a lot on um, freeze as well, and they also brought in um, Lewis Potter, who's the striker, isn't he, from Hull uh, for 20 mil as well. So it's good business, by the way, because there was a lot of teams linked to him. Yeah, we were, a lot of teams. We were linked to him earlier on in the transfer window. But the, uh, and Ben Mee, let's not forget Ben Mee. That oh, could be absolutely on the free. I think I, yeah. if you're looking at that list, you say that Ben Mee is the best signing because he's proven and, and that kind of stuff. I know he's getting a bit older, but bringing in the experience. But, you know, some big moves. 38 mil is, you know, a lot to spend for a club that could be teetering on relegation. We don't know yet. Um, but maybe they had some more money, you know, if they were looking at Ericsson wages, we'll get onto later. They, you know, they lost that so that they can invest it into other departments. So um, it'd be an interesting one. I'm, I have a feeling that Brentford could be in more peril than they were last year. Is my my feeling again? We're not. We're, we're going to talk about that more next week, I guess, um, in, in kind of that. But yeah, in terms of transfers. Yeah, not too bad. They, they they seem to know what they want. They've they've signed quite a lot of players, like six or seven players. I, I I trust their manager's judgment in terms of what he needs. And if he thinks he only needs to splash on two players, a couple of frees, and some undisclosed, then fair enough. Cool. Uh, well, why don't we go on to Brighton now? Why don't you kick off? Yeah, Brighton. I don't really have a lot to say here. Um, the three ins they've got: Enciso, Adringa, and Baker. 
Boite, if that's how you pronounce it. I've heard of none of those. Yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, the the big thing I think for Brighton is going to be the loss of Bissouma. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as well as you know the continued links with uh, Cucurella to City. Yeah. Um, if they manage to keep hold of him, I think they'd have a rather successful window. Um, but I, I don't see them kicking on from last season. We saw we saw them have a really good season last yeah. season. Uh, I don't think they can continue that momentum unless they they spend more money. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think that any are going to get anywhere near the heights of last season as much as Potter's a solid manager. I just think they had such a good start. I think um, yeah, as you said. The, the the Cucurella one's the really interesting one because if they suddenly get a 50 mil injection into that then you know stuff can turn around rather quickly in terms of targets but um I don't think City want to pay that and also why would you want to pay 50 mil for a backup left back although City do love spending hundreds of millions on defenders so maybe that's you know that's their cup of tea um uh, I think the only one I don't think it's been over the line yet so that's maybe why it's not on the lift but I'm sure they're linked this could be completely wrong I'm going to take the take the shot in the dark but I'm sure they're trying to sign Undev or Undav the striker who was supposed to be replacing Neil Mope so that's an interesting one to see whether that comes over the line as well um but yeah I, I agree I, I think if they don't we're going to see them lower I would say they're going to finish much lower than they did this year um oh on to a spicy one go on I'll let you I'll let you kick off on this one as well so we're going to Chelsea one of the big boys yeah so there's 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 a lot of interesting stuff on on the in- incomings as well as the outgoings yeah. here so major signings here Raheem Sterling what a signing for Chelsea, by the way. Um, now, I know there's a few Chelsea fans out there who don't like Sterling. Um, and I don't know what they're talking about because I really think that he, he could do bits for Chelsea. I agree. Um, I think he's really, really good. Um, and definitely a potential for a fantasy football team, I think. I think we could have a bit of a sleeper in Sterling. Um, I think the problem with Sterling had a City was that, obviously, Pep Roulette. Mm-hmm. Um, him seeing more game time and him getting more opportunities, I think we're going to get more goals from from Sterling. Uh, the other big signing is uh, Koulibaly. I can't believe Napoli finally <laughs> let him go. He's finally in the Prem. Yeah. <laughs> I think every every year for the last five or six years, he's been linked to, to a move to a Premier League club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic um, signing there. He's, he's solid centre-back. Um, been doing bits for Napoli for years yeah my question has always been and I think I said this in our group chat to one of our uh, resident Chelsea fans Jamie was um, is it too late is it is he too old now like he literally feels like he's been linked for about 10 years so now he's like but who knows you know obviously Chelsea desperately need some defense uh, and you know they, they may be looking for that uh, kind of older partnership with uh, Koulibaly and Silva or maybe one of the younger ones next to them and then rotate with injury who knows but I think that's a good one but yeah I could not agree with you more on Sterling it, he his stats speak for himself whether people love him or hate him and say that you know what's wrong with him you know for England or what's wrong with him for this I don't care what you're saying like at the last kind of couple of tournaments as we said Raheem Sterling's been one of if not the best player of the tournament uh for England and when he's got a consistent run of games he is lethal in terms of finishing and also assisting um and so if they get their team right and they get maybe a striker that they're looking for or the way they play I think you're just going to see the results from Sterling um on the outgoings, who hasn't left? You know, who hasn't left Chelsea or was, was planning to leave Chelsea? Obviously, the, the the very big elephant in the room is the Romelu Lukaku back to Inter Milan. Uh, I will let you talk on that one because you do love a, a Lukaku chat. Listen, all right. If you go all the way back to the first ever episode of Roundup <laughs> Review, you will hear me say that Lukaku is going to flop. And God, I love being right. He, yeah. The worst transfer, I think, in the last decade. And there's been some howlers. There has been some absolute howlers, but I just don't see how you can get any redeeming factors for Lukaku. And I did see already, I think it's already been agreed that he's going to stay there another year, even without without to buy. So it's just like, it's yeah. just gone completely wrong. He doesn't want to be at Chelsea. He never did want to be at Chelsea. I don't know why he went back. He fell out with Tuchel and he just went downhill and it's it's yeah. just it's just one of them. But also, they've also, in my opinion, much more important than losing Romelu Lukaku. 
Antonio Rudiger, in my opinion, is the biggest loss for Chelsea uh, because he was such a prolific centre-back in every sense. He was a captain, he was a leader, he was getting involved, he was doing that. Uh, yes, I know Chelsea fans, you're going to say that you didn't like seeing him take the 40-yard uh, shot every single game or multiple times game, but you know what? A couple of them came off and he saw some screamers uh, and also just looked really solid. So I think he's going to be an absolute huge miss. Yeah, as, as well as Christensen as well. Um, it, it look it's tough, and you never know the the uh, Abramovich saga probably impacted those players. But my my uh, my point there would be why have you tied up new contracts long before? Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, letting players come, letting players run out of their contracts is never a good situation to be in. And realistically, if you'd have let him, let Rudiger go last last year, you probably could have still got thirty forty million for him. Yeah, and, um, and that, that's just facts, isn't it? And he's gone to Madrid, and you know, I'm sure he'll bed in well there. I did see he was, didn't get didn't wasn't a favourable end for squaring up someone in a preseason game against Barcelona. But anyway, um, but yeah, one, so... one thing we have to mention mm-hmm. though before we move on from Chelsea is how much Barcelona have just destroyed their transfer window. I think we can say on here that we are of the opinion i'm not accusing any company of doing this or we're not saying it outright we're just questioning whether there is some kind of fraudulent behavior going on at barcelona or i mean it's been it's been shown over recent times that stuff's been going on but you can't be a club that's nearly or now just over a billion pounds in debt or billion euros i think it might be but they also are keeping, obviously, wages from Frankie Diong, owe him 17 million, if uh, reports can be said. They are, but they're still signing players left, right, and centre. And they still have so many players like Frankie Diong. And I think they've just got rid of them, City, but they're all on like 400 grand a week because they try to splash it and now they're just in the red. I mean, try and tell me that there's not some sort of uh, favouritism in, in financial fair play. It seems like there are some clubs that are too big to fail. Yeah. The whole time you've got Bordeaux, who have been relegated from yeah. uh, Ligue 1, um, and almost uh, down into Ligue 3, um, with £40 million worth of debts. Barcelona still owe them £10 million from Malcolm in 2018. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. But I just, I don't understand. So, if, like, also from a player's mindset, right? Just, it's a bit off topic, but a player's mindset. So, say you're. Uh, Kunde, who's looking to join, uh, looks like they're going to beat them if uh, the Lord and Saviour Fabrizio Romano has tweeted it's going to happen. Um, you know, it seems to have beaten Chelsea to his signing, right? You're going there thinking, I'm not going to get paid. Why are you going there? I understand that Barcelona is an incredibly prestigious club and, you know, some people, it was their dreams to play from them. They might put a better offer on the table for certain stuff. But if you're literally seeing someone who has been, like Frankie Diong, uh, who has said that he is not going to get paid the wages potentially they want to cut his wages in half to 200 grand a week because he's on 400 and something grand a week anyway and they even came out in an interview and and, and javi said oh but we'll just play him a center back if we need to what ridiculous i don't know i mean this is a topic of conversation for another day i think true, we could true. wrap on for ages but but yeah they keep stealing noticed, the chelsea players yeah yeah they keep stealing <laughs> chelsea players um, and I think they're going to. I think they're struggling to find uh, good enough replacements, really. And I will also say, I know that they didn't. They had mostly a first team and occasional subs coming on. But if you've just been beaten four 0 by Arsenal in preseason with mostly a first team, you need to start looking at some signings. And Tuchel was not happy. That's what we can say on that one. And and, and also, sorry, I should add potential more defenders, including another one going to Barcelona if Aspilicueta goes. So that that cycle potentially isn't over for you. Anyway, let's before we rant about. Barcelona for an hour. Uh, let's move on to Palace. So Palace, um, I think, are kind of under the radar as well this year. I think they've made uh, three signings. One of them, um, like Chick Corey from Lens, 21 mil. You know, that's not a, an insignificant amount of money at all, but it's not... Um, Maybe what I was expecting from Palace when they did look at times really, really good last season. And but I just think they're going to have massive holes. It's not an outgoing in the sense of getting rid of him, but I think the uh, like, don't want to say the pun, but like the hole that they're missing in midfield is going to be Conor Gallagher, isn't it? Like absolute engine room and their creative outlet last season by a mile. Yeah, I think the only other point I have to add to there really is um, Sam Johnson on, on, on a free from West Brom is yeah. smart business. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a, he's a good keeper. 
Um, I don't know if he's going to go in as a, as a first choice or or as backup, but either way, he's good to have around. I think he's capable pair yeah, of hands. Absolutely. I mean, a, a United United player from academy and coming through. So yeah, he's been around a very long time. And lots of clubs. I think even United were looking to re-sign him again, just to if he's not going to play first team, it's to have that. Yeah, as you said, the. Um, having that older player in to give you the the, the experience to, to the youth and it's great to have one of the, uh, like someone like that in the dressing room uh cool let's move on to i think quite a big one uh, everton do you want to start yeah uh, everton are in, are in trouble there's the, the headline there's the headline yeah <laughs> um I honestly don't see them doing any better next season right now uh they brought in tarkovsky on a free which i do like yeah, fine. He's he's a capable centre half, but mm. Everton have got a lot of problems across all oh, of yeah. the pitch. Um, and they they've got uh, Vinagre. Don't know how you pronounce that name, mm-hmm. but uh, from from uh, Sporting, yeah, uh, ex Wolves guy, just signed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the problem is they've got but it's on loan as well. It's not full. So, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think what you're seeing now is Everton are struggling to to get players. Mm-hmm. Players don't want to go to Everton. Uh, which is, I think, it's not something that they've previously had a lot of problems with. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think Everton are nowhere near the club they used to be. Um, however, one of the best bits of business, fifty million for Richarlison. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even it could have been sixty. I think up to up to sixty was yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, that's good business because he's a terrible player, and you know, long time listeners of Community FC will, will, will understand and uh, know how Aiden and I feel about Richarlison. I mean, I will quote and say I don't think he's terrible. I think he's a very effective player. I don't like him as a person. <laughs> but not yeah, I uh, he is not worth fifty million. I would say that he'll do a job at Spurs, but I don't think he's going to be utilised as much as people think. Obviously, we'll get onto that in a minute. But I think he's a huge loss for Everton the way that they play yeah. um, because Dominic Calvert Lewin hasn't looked uh, as sharp. You know, he's had some problems off the pitch uh, and kind of taken a step back after some injury and then some mental health stuff. Um, so hopefully, you know, I hope that he does well because he was a talent in himself. And I think that he, if he can take that main man position back, but I just think that Everton have been atrocious. Like it's, it's they literally escaped relegation zone by sheer luck. I think actually rather than anything yeah. else. And I, with with seeing some of their preseason results um, and how their transfer policy is so far, I honestly, I don't. <laughs> You know, I think there's going to be other teams we'll talk about potentially next week that are going to get relegated ahead of them, but they're certainly going to be relegation fodder this season, I think, if they don't pull their act together. And I and I, I hate to say it because I'd like to see him succeed, and I, I think he should have stayed at Derby when he had the chance, but I honestly think I can see Frank being one of the first managers to go, potentially, if they're doing so poorly again. Yeah, and it, agreed. We will move on. Uh, cool. Right, so this is going to be a really interesting one. By all means, please start on Fulham. Now, Fulham are interesting side. Every time they come up, they seem to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, and they go straight back down again. Um, I think they've made some fairly smart signings this time. Yeah, I do as well. Um, really like Mbabu mm-hmm. from Wolfsburg. I think he's quality and I think he'll actually do a really good job in solidifying that, that, Fulham, that Fulham side. Yep. Uh, Pereira from United good bit of business i think that's a really good bit of business like he yeah. is uh he has a nickname in the united fan base called mr preseason because he always if he comes to the united preseason tour when he's been loaned out to flamenco or somewhere like that he scores an absolute screamer like paul skulls-esque and then has like two games at the start of the season and then you never hear from him again and he goes back out on loan it you know i've liked him he's been a great player for the academy and then uh like under 21 level and all that kind of stuff but he um yeah, or not academy, sorry, yeah, like under 21 level and, and above. Like, I just think, but if he's going to get regular football in a side where he should surely step into and play first team, he's going to be getting some some assists and he's going to be getting some goals. So I do think that's smart business from them. Yeah, my only concern here is we've seen players go there before, players that should excel in that team and just nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you think last time they were in the Premier League, they had a Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Um, and I was really expecting him to kick on, really, in that Fulham side, and nothing really happened. They just let go of, I think it was their club record spent for that uh, Jean-Michael Seri. Mm-hmm. I think he was their transfer record when they signed him. He's just gone on a free yeah, to and Charlton. It, and obviously Cavala going to Liverpool. Yeah, which, to be honest, I, I, we'll get to when we speak to Liverpool, yeah. but I don't think that's a smart signing for, for, for Carvalho. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, that. yeah, well, yeah, we'll definitely get to that point. But I think, yeah, I don't know that I think Fulham, 
we'll talk about another team. At, at the start, I was worried that Fulham was going to be doing their classic Fulham and buying a whole new team. Because last time they came up, they fielded something ridiculous, like nine new players. If you've built a spine coming out of the championship, then keep that spine and just add additions to it. But Leno could be a shrewd signing now, because obviously that's one to add to the list. I just don't know. He looked awful at the end of his Arsenal career. Maybe he's going to resurrect it. Um, but I'm I'm just not sure. But they've, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. They're, they're one to keep hold of, but they haven't spent as much as they have in previous years. So maybe they're thinking a bit more this year. All right, let's move on. Oh, and also, that was sorry, one point to make. They've let a lot of people go on loan or yeah. gone. A lot of people gone. Right. The next one I'll kick off on because I just thought it was a really interesting point. So we're talk about Leeds, right? So obviously, we've got Jesse Marsh coming in. Uh, you know, they're not going to be playing the Bielsa way anymore. So with a couple more games, I think he got a raw end of the deal where they were very under pressure with very injury prone team at the end of last season. So hopefully they'll have some time to recover. We'll see maybe if they're not too overtrained and stuff um, and having to press like more than any other team ever, they might do a bit better. But one thing I wanted to point out on this list, obviously not everyone. So, and you know, people in the comments, oh, not everyone, but... 95% of their signings are from the German league because that's where Jesse Marsh is from. And that's like, well, he, I don't think he did New York at one point, but then obviously he was at RB. And you're looking down the list and it's RB, RB, Bayern Munich, RB. <laughs> like, so I guess this is an interesting one where it was a, a debate that will come up and to another manager as well later on. But when you know a league and you maybe know the players and played under you, sometimes it is good to stick to your strength, but sometimes it does backfire. Yeah. Um, I think you're right, and realistically, I think think there's a high percentage chance of uh, players coming from the German leagues that have gone on to be good enough mm-hmm. in the Premier League. I think it's a hard transition to make, to be honest. Um, the, the one of the biggest things about that transition is that the Premier League is a lot more competitive. Yeah, you know, if you look at the uh, the Mark Rocker from Bayern Munich, he's used to winning every game. Yeah, I, it's an interesting one because I always say to people, and I, I, I thoroughly, believe, thoroughly believe it, but your your point is still absolutely valid. They don't tend to do crazy well, but I always feel that the German league should be the league that is closest to the Premier League in terms of physicality and stuff. But yeah, maybe it is that competitive edge that, like the like La Liga, sometimes it is so slanted with some of the top teams, and then there's such a big difference compared to some of the bottom teams that. Bayern yeah. Munich have won something stupid like 10 in a row or something. Yeah, they? I mean, it's always going to be. But even then, it's a very, very, like, it'd be like a ridiculous odds on a third team pushing up from it. We've seen like Wolfsburg and Schalke in different years kind of push through and get those fourth or fifth spots. But if not, it's always going to be Dortmund or um, Bayern Munich. And obviously RB, you know, can come in and, 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 and throw some heads at times. But yeah, it is that, that league. Um, but I think the most interesting thing from Leeds, that was just a little fun tidbit that we probably spent too long on. But the, the most interesting thing is the outs because i think this is looking down that list we'll actually come back to potentially the biggest hit from a team in terms of two players gone i know calvin phillips was very injured last season after the 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 euros run and stuff but he is such an integral part of that team um and going to city is going to be a big difference and then obviously mr half their goals or over half their goals and assists and and attacking contributions is um rafina that's gone to barcelona so i think they're going to be really misses um will these new players fill the gap i Probably don't know not. they're big sho- big shoes to fill yeah very big shoes to fill you know but you know bamford hopefully maybe coming back after some injuries and so we've got some players that they you know have had injuries hopefully dallas has got over his broken leg etc etc but it's yeah it's they're huge. They're two massive. They're two first team players on that sheet. I'd say the only person other than that is Bamford probably be a bigger or on on on, on the same kind of level as them. Um, and again, lots of outgoing. So uh, let's move on to the next one. The next one actually is super simple. I'm, I'll, I'll kick off on this one if you don't mind, and you can add in anything if you want. Leicester City, what are you doing? Like generally, that's a question. Like I'm confused because so far your ins are zero zilch nada you've done nothing um and i'm hearing you're looking at getting rid of players like casper schmeichel i know casper schmeichel's getting on a little bit but are you telling me you can find if you're not buying anyone so far are you telling me you can find someone that you think is going to be better than casper schmeichel for you in terms of leadership and ability i don't think so yeah i mean to put it this way leicester's last leicester's newest transfer is uh, yannick vestergaard still 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which is an outrageous statement. Yeah, make. that is very um, true. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we spoke about them in the group chat last night. Um, I don't think, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they're going to get the money from. Because no. I don't, I don't think they've got many players left, um, other than um, Tielemans, who's, who's probably going to go. Going to go, um, yeah. and he's going into his last year of his contract, so you're not going to get a big, a big, no. uh, big payout. And for that. you know, we'll talk about it next week probably more. But again, I don't think they're players like Vardy and stuff. You know, he's he's on the the downwards turn now. Like he's getting old. He, don't get me wrong; he will still score goals, absolutely. But unless they're getting some players to really step up, like Harvey Barnes, people like that, I just don't see them doing that much and I'm, it's just shocking to see I know there's still time left in the transfer window but you know less than 10 days until the wind uh, the, you know the Premier Prem starts and you haven't signed anyone you clearly do want to sign someone no Premier League club sits there and goes and that we've got the perfect team but I don't want to sign anyone I'm good we're covered <laughs> uh, it just doesn't happen so yeah let's move on from there let's kick off on another big boy you go so we're going to be talking about Liverpool M- I don't think they've had a phenomenal window, mm-hmm. to be honest. Nunes is a, is a good signing. Yep. A little bit of time to bed in, and I think he he will score goals. I don't think he's going to be the Mane replacement, though. Mm-hmm. I think he offers different to Mane, and I do think they're going to miss Mane. I do. Um, I, I think this this is that was that's this is my bigger point about Liverpool. I think they're going to miss Mane, uh, and while Nunes. I think we'll do a good job eventually. I think there will be a, a settling in progr- um, process that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that Mane's kind of explosive pace is going to be sorely missed. And just his ability to when it's it's they're literally the dynamic duo. When Salah's not good or not on form or not having it, Mane always steps up every time. Basically, he steps up, and people, loads of people, are like it's not as a bigger miss. Uh, you know, since those games where, ironically, Mane's team absolutely smashed when Senegal smashed Egypt twice, he hasn't looked the same. And Mane was the one that then was then picking up all everything at the end of the season when he was, you know, pushing them on and getting the goals and setting stuff up. So I do think Mane's going to be a big miss. Uh, on Nunes, I'm not going to say crazy statements because I think that lots of people have thrown around he's the next uh, Andy Carroll. Uh, he's done lots of stuff like this. The preseason game of United was very funny where he missed a lot of sitters, but I have no doubt we were interested in him as well. I have no doubt he's a talent. I, however, do think he's going to take some time to bed in. I think the talent is there. The £64 million transfer fee which, is going to weigh, it's going to weigh heavy. Which can rise to £85 million. It's, going to, and that's, it's going to weigh very heavily on him. That was my point. Do I think he's going to be an £85 million player? No. Do I think he'll be good for you? Yes. Like, eventually, I just don't think he's going to be as prolific as other people. And I also, again, really quickly off topic, I also think it's really harsh because Jota is so good for you. And I think you could have still played with Mane. Uh, sorry, obviously not Mane. You could play with Salah on the right. You can play with uh, Luis Diaz, who's, you know, phenomenal, you know, coming and bedding in so quickly. And then Jota up top. So, you know, their hope is going to be more prolific than that. But it's going to be definitely a, a Jota's, um, yeah downfall for basically the only other thing i'd like to cover here really mm. is uh, i think that um carvalho going to um liverpool is a yeah go it's terrible for him he's such a raw talent and he's young he's just going to waste away on the bench yeah I don't, he's probably not going to get Actually, crazy opportunities you know Klopp tries to bring some younger people in like harvey elliott and stuff but it's still not as much it's, it's, it's the same problem we had with brozier and lukaku last mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. like if you you just spent sixty four million rising to eighty five million on Darwin Nunes, you know you just spent however much on Luis Diaz last year. Yeah, you've got Salah. You can't drop Salah. No. And then are you going to put Carvalho ahead of Jota? You're not going to do that either. So, what's the bloody point? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I'm just um, I'm 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 curious to see how their their dynamic works. Um, I'm assuming it's just going to be a. Luis Diaz is going to be on the left and it's a Nunes up top and that's how they're going to roll. Um, and then, you know, they've lost Origi, which I think for Colt fans, especially Steve, shout out to you, who absolutely loves Origi. And do you know what? He has been an absolute super sub. I haven't... Okay, this is bold statements. I haven't seen a super sub as good as um, Origi since uh, Javier Hernandez at Manchester United. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I'll take that. He inter- And point. in massive games, 
he steps up and you, you think, oh, I haven't seen him. 85 minutes, you're like, oh, Origi's coming on. Origi! And he's just like banged it in and it's like, just happens. So um, obviously, Nico Williams will get on to as he's gone to a team we haven't covered yet. And uh, it is sadly time, I thought this was worth mentioning as well, it is sadly time for Mr. Champions League not Ronaldo, we're talking about Carius. Um, it's time for him to sadly uh, hang up all his loan spells and uh, move on. So <laughs> let us move on to Manchester City. So, Or as I like to call them, Southampton B team. <laughs> you go then. On that state, would you kick off? Um, obviously, I'm alluding to the fact that we have um, absolutely ripped apart their academy mm-hmm. and signed uh, and still trying three of their to. players. I'm still trying, yeah. We're still we're still going away trying to take some more of them. Uh, but no, let's um, let's be serious and let's talk about the the Harland in the room. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a good signing. Mm-hmm. You, you can't argue with it, really. Um, it was a case of which club is he going to come to? Yeah. Um, and I think City always had the uh, the upper hand, what of his dad and everything. Yeah. I mean, what do you more to say? I think he's going to be a good signing. Could be an understatement. Like I, I know some people have been bounding around. They don't think he's going to hit the ground running and stuff. I just think, and he's a really injury prone. I'm not saying he's not injury prone either because he certainly is. But when he plays, even if it's straight back after injury, the man is a machine. And anyone being like, yeah, but he plays for Dortmund and it's, I'm sorry, he's still banging him for Norway just like that. It doesn't. He still scored a ridiculous amount of goals for that team, and it's basically only Odegaard like assisting him for Norway. So. I think there's a lot of uh, question marks. And also, I think the question marks sometimes are around the style. They've been playing with such like a false nine system. Um, uh, you know, is he going to step into KDB space? Is it going to mess stuff up? Honestly, no. I think KDB is going to love it. I think Grealish, uh, is, if Sterling was there, it would have been the same. But Grealish and everyone is just going to be pinging to this gigantic robot that just is a goal machine. Um, so I don't see that turning out any differently. Um, Shout out for Golden Boot. I mean, oh, that's bold, but it could happen. It totally could happen, and I wouldn't put it past him. Um, so that would be interesting to see. You know, there you go. Maybe that's a crazy bet for someone to put on. Uh, Calvin Phillips, obviously, Fernandinho replacement. Um, that was going to be a big hole that I was going to bring up, but obviously they have covered that hole. Um, and I think if he gets into the team, they're going to bed him in. I still think he's going to have to play Pep Rillette they've still got Rodri, who was great last season, so I don't see him playing all the time unless they're switching the system up a bit more, but that is a Pep thing to do. Um, and the also other one I wanted to bring up um, as I flick back to my notes was they technically do have a signing that we haven't seen for them, um, but he was bought last time, which was yeah. obviously Alvarez, isn't it? So they yeah. have another backup striker, so I, uh, they must be playing properly with a striker as a number nine and then when Haaland is injured or they're going for something different or coming off the bench they have Alvarez who was obviously a really highly tipped person from River Plate I think it was if oh, I that's right, yeah. um so he is obviously going to be there to to back up so they technically have even more people that this is not coming under this transfer's radar because um that's just the way it is but obviously the big outs um Raheem Sterling as you I think I think you just mentioned more we've we've said how much he's going to be good at Chelsea I just think he's sick of pep, pep roulette and wants to do stuff. But, you know, when he does play, he's great and he's winning loads of trophies. So it must have been a hard decision for him in some senses to uh, to move on. But anything else you want to add on City or just the... Oh, obviously, in Jesus we've covered, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah Jesus we've covered, Zinchenko we've covered as well. Yeah. And obviously, Fernandinho going back Replaced. to Brazil. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fine. Uh, also, Zach Steffen as well. I think yeah. going on loan to Middlesbrough, I think I'd have liked to have seen him get another go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a good keeper, but again, you know, no one's going to oust Edison right now. So, no. <laughs> no. absolutely not. Right, I'll get onto it. I'm kind of bored about it already, and this has ironically been one of the first summers which I haven't really enjoyed the transfer window as much. So, being a United fan, I'm sure you'll back me up on this. I am not over exaggerating when I say you know I get linked to every player because they can just use it to get a new contract. They can use it to boost money. They can use it to do everything. So, I'm going to be talking about Manchester United. Um, it's been a weird old transfer window so far, is the, is the easiest one to, to state. I'll try to keep it fairly quick, but I'm sure I'll talk about it more than the other teams. And I'm sure when we get to Saints, they'll be the, the opposite from Rich as well. So um, where to start? I guess actually, I actually want to start with the outs. Let's start with the outs. So obviously, Ten Hag's coming. Brilliant. The guy I want to come in, so I'm very happy. I love it. Some of the videos already, if you mess up in training, get down, give me some press-ups. Like he And, you know, screaming at players on the touchlines in pre-season. It's brilliant. Like I love everything he's putting in so far. It's what I want to see. But on the outs, we have 
some big names and some big holes to fill for different reasons. We have Paul Pogba, obviously the hilarious story of leaving for on a free twice for Juve. Uh, still stand by Pogba, one of the most talented footballers I have ever witnessed. If he wasn't as injury prone and got into the team properly, then he'd be absolutely unreal. Ironically, I don't know if you saw this, he's already been injured and out for a month at Juve uh, in his first game. So that's continuing that trend. We won't go much more on. Um, I wish him all the best in the sense I love to see him play well. That's it. Uh, you know, it didn't work out. Um, one which was quite a hard to take, actually. I, I do love Pogba, but the next one, he's been there for a long time, which is what matter. You know, absolute, you know, it's crazy that he was there for so long. Like, people actually started thinking of more of a United player than Chelsea player because he's been there so long. Didn't work out in terms of um, trophies, obviously, and his ambition to come there. You know, we haven't been in a particularly good place. Uh, you know, won a few things, but not like a Premier League title or a Champions League uh, that he would have been hoping to when he landed on that helicopter uh, on that uh, last week of the season. Uh, sorry, pre uh, transfer deadline on that, that year that it happened. Um, but, you know, Brilliant, brilliant servant for the club. I think he's had one of the best leaving videos. If you go watch it, it's like 10 minutes long. It's unreal. Um, and I will never, ever forget you, Juan, for your scissor kick against Anfield, uh, Liverpool against Anfield. That was a thing of beauty and still one of my favourite goals. Um, so there's that. Obviously, we had Jesse Lingard that's also left and has gone to Forest. We'll talk about that in a bit. We lost Amanda Matic. We lost Edson Cavani. We lost Lee Grant. And we lost Andres Pereira. And the last one, obviously, is a very interesting one for Forest again, but we'll talk more. So I won't really go into it now, but that's Dean Henderson. So that's a lone one, but we'll talk about that later. The in so far, where do we start? I mean, the the best one to start off with, I guess, is the first signing that we did. So, um, obviously got um, Tyrone Malassia in, um, who is a left back, um, who is great because he was uh, from Feyenoord and apparently was a big advocate uh, at Ten Hag. He wanted him, obviously played for the rival team uh, against Ajax. Um, so he got his man. But what he was smart with and what John Murta and people at the United Directors Board this season, they wait until other clubs have gone in for a player instead of slapping the United attacks on the extra 20 mil, and then we've tried to hijack late, which I actually don't mind. It's an absolute snake move, but I love it because we're always painted as villains anyway, so why not <laughs> keep that that trend going? Um, Malassi has been good um, in pre-season so far. I'm not sure whether he's going to kick Shaw out straight away, but it's certainly going to be one that is... Um, you know, going to be there. Obviously, I could talk about his other partnership with some fullbacks, but we'll save that for another episode. Um, and then, obviously, Christian Eriksen, um, after some long-awaited time um, with another player that we'll mention next. Um, after that, I've obviously been pushing and pushing forever to get over the line, and eventually it's been done. Um, I think that's nothing but a good signing. I loved Eriksen at Tottenham. I think he's a fantastic player, even though he did United dirty on several occasions when we played them, improving what a good world-class player he is. He's on a free... It brings some uh, some of the older players in, gives you some more of that, uh, you know, players to look up to and some of that experience. He can play a couple of different roles. So if we needed to be more that attacking, if Fernandez was getting a bit tired or can play as a CM uh, if really needed, um, if, if that needs to happen. So, you know, some bits coming in. Um, and then we have Martinez. So this is the one I actually think I'm most excited for so far because I know, and I'm sure you'll chip in in a minute, uh, that everybody is commenting that he is a centre-back who is five foot nine. So he's going to be the smallest centre-back, I think, in the Prem. Um, cute. It's cute, really. It, it, well, the, people say it's cute, but also people may not have seen some of the stuff that he did last season. And I'm sorry, any guy that, no matter how short you are, if your nickname in football is The Butcher, <laughs> you might not be so cute. Um, but I think well, he might be a butcher, but how is he when the stakes are high? Well, I think the, the thing which got United fans excited, I'm not going to say sit here and say that I've watched him week in, week out. I've seen quite a lot of highlight videos and everything like that. But obviously played Chelsea last season, played Liverpool last season, had Haaland in his pocket last season when they played by uh, when they played um, Dortmund. So he and he, there's a lot of players like that that you've seen that he has really, really uh, good positioning and just gets stuck in. And so I'm almost hoping um, it's going to be like Marcus Rojo 2.0, but actually not as rash. Not not, not trying to get the red cards. He's just going to be a, a really solid tackler. So I'm very interested to see. What happens on the end of that? Obviously, we've got the Ronaldo situation. I'm not going to touch on it too much because it's not confirmed yet. Talks have happened. He might stay. He might go out on loan for a year and then come back. He might go. There's lots of things happening. As long as he doesn't go to a rival, 
I personally, from a United fan, am okay with it because if he wants to carry on and be Mr. Champions League um, and, you know, going for records and going for stats and all that kind of stuff, so be it. I wish him the best. He's not doing us dirty in that sense. I think he's doing us dirty if he leaves to go to a Premier League club such as Chelsea. Apart from that, yes, he's missed pre-season. Apparently, it's family stuff going on. Is what it is. He's been training to keep himself in shape. Um, obviously, we're linked to loads of other people, but we're not going to go into who we're linked with. We're just going to go on to who has been bought and sold so far. So that is it. Anything to add to that? Yeah, the only thing I want to add really is uh, I don't rate Christian Eriksen for not not staying at Brentford. Yeah, I can see that. I think after Brentford gave them gave him his like his lifeline back, mm-hmm. I just think it would have been it would have been nice of him. I'm not saying that football is necessarily a nice sport. I, I see what you're saying. It's a business decision. Yeah. I just think it's a little bit snaky of him and probably deserves going to England's biggest snakes. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Uh, I'll take Villas. I'm not sure biggest snakes I'll take. Um, <laughs> we will move on. Do you want to kick off on Newcastle? Yeah, well, we knew they were going to start making some big moves, but I don't think they've made a, as big a moves as we thought they might. No. Uh, I, I did see an article recently saying that they were complaining because everyone, everyone was slapping a massive tax on the players. That I'm sorry, if you become to. the richest club in the world by yeah. a very long way, what do you expect? I have no sympathy for that. Yeah, I think they've upgraded it. I mean, Matty Target, they got him on loan last season, so that's there's no upgrade there. That's you know that's flat yeah. same. Yeah, Nick Pope is, uh, is, is an upgrade yeah, absolutely. On, uh, on what's-his-face. Um, Sven Botman is a good signing. Although, how long did that take as well? I feel like I've yeah. almost been reading about Sven Botman as much as I've been reading about well, Kudabai. <laughs> well, they were, yeah, well, this is the other thing, isn't it? But they were trying to get Botman in from January, I think. Yeah. Um, but hey, look, it's, it's not bad. No. Um, 35 mil, though, it's quite a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, arguably, would someone else have spent that much money on Sven Botman? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I think what's more telling is they've gotten rid of a few. Um, sort of driftworth players yeah and kieran clark isaac hayden jeff hendrick you know yeah. players like that dwight gale um who just weren't good enough oh they're so supposed to be hard. getting rid of um like lascelles and stuff as well like imagine getting yeah. rid of your club captain but that's what they need to do to stay up i think they'll make more signings i'm 100 yeah, yeah. sure they'll make more before the transfer and closes but yeah i don't think i don't think they'll, they'll be they'll, they'll be relegated no, and I think I honestly think if they buy, if they get a couple more signings, people are saying they could get Europa League this season, like seventh or something. I'm not sure with the signing so far. I'm convinced of that you might be able to get. Uh, I'm going to say it. You might be able to just get top half of the Prem table with that squad currently, because um, you know you got like um, Bruno Gomes that's like hasn't had a lot of spell in the team and looked good when he did. So there's, there's, they almost are going to have a bit of right, uh, revitalised players in that sense that haven't really started. But I think if they start adding a couple more people to that list, then maybe they could start looking at Euro- Europa League. I, and I honestly do believe their owners have said Europa League this season. I generally believe that. Um, but just not for me on the transfers currently. Um, cool. Right, this is the next one. Um I think this is really interesting. So we're going to be talking about Nottingham Forest, obviously. Newly promoted team, a bit like Fulham. But they've literally done a Fulham, is how I would describe them, where we talked about Fulham last time buying loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of players. Um, I can't even count that many on the list that I'm currently looking at. Well, there's 12 players they've Something signed. ridiculous like that. So I'm worried that you're doing a Fulham where you're going to get rid of your spine and it's all going to collapse. However... I will caveat that ever so slightly with some of the players I do think are very good players and that could actually do a real bit of business for them. So um, the two I'll talk about quickly and then I'll pass to you. I think obviously uh, Dean Henderson, so Hendo is so solid um, and I think Ten Hag still doesn't want to get rid of him because he wants to see if De Gea can do the sweeper keeper role for him as he likes to play, which he's already started doing. Um, And then hopefully we get him back. Although there's contradicting reports that it's loan to buy and I'll be very surprised if we have done it for like 30 or 40 million because I think he could be worth so much more and could be United's first team keeper after today. Um, the next one I'll talk about is obviously Jesse Lingard, again, another United player um, who had a couple of different options. I'm very surprised he didn't go back to West Ham considering it worked so well for him last time. He's got the love of the fans already. That's an interesting decision for me and I'm not quite sure if he's made the best move, but he also is getting paid an outrageous amount of money, which shows again how much Forrest, I think he's on 200 grand a week. 
think from what I read, it was more than West Ham were going to offer him. So maybe that's what he's looking at. And, um, you know, I, I, I love Jesse. I've watched him since he was like youth team for uh, United, but also youth team for England. Great talent, but he does seem to be going down the more kind of Mr. Influencer route, a bit like Daly Alley. Um, and, you know, looking, you know, there was even saying, is he going to have Jay Lings on the back of his shirt and all that kind of stuff? I'm like, okay, move on. All the best to you, mate. But yeah, surprising. Um, do you want to chat about the rest of the people? The only two that I really want to um, want to stick out, I think Neko, Nico Williams is a Absolutely. good example. Yes. Um, and Omar Richards from Bayern Munich as well. Mm-hmm. He's a, a, another good... I think they'll, good they're all coming first team, aren't they? So Williams is going to get a load of game time. And, and yeah. My concern cool. is um, that they have... They've they've essentially bought a brand new first eleven. Yeah, and um, time to gel. No yeah, it's, it's literally what happened to Fulham because we were talking about this the other day on the mm-hmm. group chat. You know, they've made some big signings, they've made some waves. However, do they work? Is it too many? Yeah, um, and then outrageous amounts of outgoings. But I know that we've been this episode's already quite long, so I know we're going to have a little long segment now as well. So by all means, Mister Saints, talk about the Saints. Well, I'll try and I'll try and be try and wrap it up quite quickly. So, um, outwise, well, you can Man City beat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, outwise on the two big outs, we've had a Shane Long, Fraser Forster off yeah. the books, um, both on freeze, both end of contracts. However, they were both on quite considerable um, money, yeah, yeah, wages. So, um, not not unhappy to see them. I like, I, you know, I love Shane Long. I thought I think he he was he was brilliant serving for the club. Yeah, um, but definitely wasn't wasn't going to get a first team place um let's talk bazunu mm-hmm. unreal from what i've seen so far in pre-season this mm-hmm. kid looks the real deal and 12 million pound from city with a i think about a 40 or 50 million pound buyback clause in it i think is it's Good absolutely business. fantastic yeah great business um we also picked up uh, romeo lavia from man city um for around 10 million again with a buyback clause now lavia is mustard he is so good. I was just about to say, when is that word coming up? I thought you described the first oh, one, but there you go. You haven't disappointed me. Yeah, he, he he's absolutely must. Honestly, he's very <laughs> very good. He look he's so cool and calm on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that he's been playing around some elite names. Yeah. Um, the other big signing, Joe Rebo from Rangers. Yeah. Silky bit first touch. Honestly, I think a little bit of a coup that he, that we've managed to get him because he 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 played fantastically for Rangers last season and yeah. was instrumental in their in their European Cup run. Um, Bella Kochap from uh, from uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, again, really highly rated. I believe he's a football manager wonder kid. Oh, wonder kid. Wonder kid, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, our latest signing, uh, Sekumara from Bordeaux. Yeah. Saved Bordeaux uh, from liquidation, which is always good. Uh, there were rumours that Newcastle were after him, but mm-hmm. wanted to wait and see if uh, Bordeaux were going to be liquidated. Got you to get him for pennies um so make of that what you want but what you're seeing here is you're seeing a lot of young like highly highly rated um talent with huge potential yeah um i think we've got six signings so far um word is that there could be up to 10 um also we are supposedly going to break our transfer record on a new striker Mm -hmm. who that would be at this point i'm not sure um but it looks like um the, the the new owners are very serious this is the first this is the most amount of money you've ever spent in a window um we spent 60 million without selling a player it is, is but out- it's also an interesting new business order that i'm really excited to see because it's it's buying people that are semi-proven because they played the odd prem game like three like three to five for most of them but have been tearing up academy like top of an academy for elite teams and it's like yeah i think it's really interesting like i think brogia's almost like paved the way and made you think differently with a lot of people and tino as well i guess like it's um and yeah. the other thing i'll just quickly mention is that we our new head of recruitment was previously uh city's head uh of <laughs> there you go joe shields um so he he's such a big name in youth football yes and his name alone has enabled us to get the likes of lavia and aribo yeah he was work before he even left city he was he was getting them on board um and then the other thing i will just quickly mention yeah, is okay. that we've had a, a massive shake-up of coaching staff everyone apart from 
Ralph and uh, Richard Kitzenblitzer mm-hmm. has been has been well, sacked, and we've got brand new coaching staff in, including for the first time since Danny Roll left in 2019, an assistant manager. Which is hilarious that for people that might not realise that, obviously I watch enough Saints games with you to know. Uh, but yeah, like how has that not been filled for that long? Is bonkers. Yeah, and that should hopefully um, help. Yeah, stop get some pressure off. Uh, decisions but yeah we'll stop it there because i understand we're going a, we're, we're a little bit along tonight <laughs> all good yeah we'll, we'll go on and wrap through the next ones quite quickly not too many to go uh, but the next one is quite big we're going to go uh, spurs so tottenham i think have made some very decent signings indeed um i think obviously we said that conte is only going to get better and the fact that he's buying the signings for it is interesting so obviously we talked about richarlison already um maybe a bit too much money as we said and not sure how much he'll actually play because whether they're going to switch the wings or whatever, but surely most of the time it's going to be uh, Son where Richarlison normally likes to play or back up for Kane or I don't know what's going on there. Um, obviously, Basuma, we said from Brighton, I think it's going to be a great one because they were lacking in that department and are selling lots of their like CDMs or centre mids. So that's a good hole there to fix. Um, Jed Spence, obviously from Middlesbrough, had a good season, uh, being brought straight in for right back. And the, the one of the most interesting ones for me um, is obviously Ivan Perisic, um, who is coming to Milan on a free. He's old, but he's still got it. He's still very quick, and he's still got a good engine on him. So I think he's going to do bits. Um, and I think the last one is is Clement Lenglet from Barcelona. So any Barcelona kid, you know, probably going to have some high expectations. And I've seen. I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know a huge amount about him. I've seen a lot of people rave about him. So I think you know they have some very very solid signings to embed into that Spurs team. And if I'm honest, they're just going to make it better. Yeah, completely agree. I think they've had a really solid window. I don't think they needed an awful lot. No. Um, but they've definitely what they have done is they've consolidated and they've added some strength and some depth. And some experience. Um, and some experience. Yeah. So I think yeah. Uh, really good window the only big major out was uh was Stephen Bergwijn yeah um so surplus now really surely yeah exactly um so yeah I think they've had a solid window um and again they can keep hold of Kane again which obviously I think they will yeah for this season of Bayern Munich sniffing for next season looks like to be well it looks yeah it looks like he's going to turn down a new deal at this point but you know you never know if they win something who knows who knows and uh right last couple uh so West Ham uh, do you want to kick off on that one? Yeah. Um, so yesterday, I think it was announced, they signed uh, Skamaka from yep. Sassuolo. Big money. Very, very good signing. Thirty-five point five million. Like he's he's a good he's a good good signing. I think I think he'll do bits. He is. The only thing I'll quickly caveat in is uh, every time West Ham specifically buy a talented striker from Europe, it never works out. No. So, Sorry, did I say something? <laughs> yeah, um, I just don't. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just never gone well for them. Anyway, sorry, Karen. Agreed. Yeah, um, and they've got that uh, Nayef Agued as well from from Ren, the thirty million. Um, and also they've they've got um, Ariola, haven't they, from PSG? They do, which is a very good signing because he's a great keeper. Yeah, absolutely great keeper. Yeah, some interesting signings. I'd expect them to make more as well. I think they got some. They got um, Downs from Swansea and a few other people that have spent like like a reasonable chunk of change on but nothing like crazy uh i think Moyes knows what he's doing i think they were probably really thinking jesse lingard was going to join him um so i, I don't think they're done with the recruitment just yet um on the outs obviously uh yarmolenko was the big one that i noted down but actually the biggest one due to retirement i think uh mr west ham i know i've said mr a lot but that is literally his name this time it's mr west ham uh, it's mark noble is going to be a huge miss and i'd be very surprised if he's not there in some kind of coaching role though um not technically a one club man though yeah, true. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, finally, we'll get on to Wolves. Yeah. Um, so the biggest signing is Nathan Collins from Burnley. Mm-hmm. Very, very good signing. To be honest, I think he's a solid player. And I guess um, um, our favourite, the Bull, um, yeah, Huang Hee Chan, is. I guess it was loaned to buy, wasn't it? So he's officially yeah, now. Exactly. A Wolves yeah, player. I mean, I think the Wolves probably need a bit more. I do, because we talked about how they were such underdogs last season um, and then they became like this real dark horse team and they did so well. I, you know, I was even giving their manager potentially you know, just maybe manager of the season or just below because they did fantastically and they had some really standout players that, that, that stood up. Again, I worry that they can't replicate that again and they need some signings to help them. I think they'll, I think they'll struggle 
to replicate like Brighton did. Yeah, exactly. Like Brighton, I think they'll struggle to replicate last season. Um, and then out, nothing crazy. And Fabio Silva was obviously a big player for them that's moved on to Anderlecht, um, but it kind of didn't settle. He was here, there and everywhere. And then a lot of other players just released on loans or frees. Um, so that's it, really, that we've gone through all the teams. I know some of them um, we touched on for longer. It's probably quite a long episode compared to normal, but we thought instead of not missing some teams out, we'll just do them all. You guys, you haven't had us in your ears and on your, on your screens for such a long time. Why not have a little bit of a bumper extra episode? Exactly. Anyway, we will keep it there. We're going to be back next week, and then we'll be straight into the new season for the uh, new season of Roundup Review Season 3. So um, we just want to say... Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Rich, thanks, as always, for coming on and chatting football with me. Mate, really appreciate it, as always. Um, don't forget, if you've been liking this content on YouTube, um, give us a like, a subscribe, and hit the notification bell to be, uh, bell to be notified every time we are live. Um, Spotify, you can follow us uh, or listen to us on there. So you can give us a follow and give us a five-star rating. That really helps us out. Um, and we will be stepping up the social media game this season. So, obviously, we have a Twitter um, and we have now got uh, a TikTok account, so we're going to be putting short-form content up there and maybe some little short other videos, so there might be some exclusive content on there as well. Uh, it'll all be in the link tree down below. But whether you're listening, whether you're watching, we appreciate all the support that we get uh, and let, get engaged with us, and we're more than happy to chat. But we're very excited for the new season. We're very excited to be back and chatting football, and we will catch you all very soon. Thanks very much. <laughs>